0: Welcome to Pathfinder Academy. Class is now in session. Here are your professors, Caleb and Christian. Thank you all for staying. You may be seated. In today's episode, we'll be going over the archetypes and two example builds for the shaman class. The shaman we just spoke about, they're a mixture of the witch and the oracle. They're a full spellcaster based on wisdom, and they get a lot of hexes and revelation-type things. But they don't get totems. No, they do not. So let's just go straight into it, straight into the archetypes. Well, actually, before we get into it, like the Oracle, a lot of the archetypes for the shaman simply switch out a lot of the hexes you could normally choose and give you, like, a suite of hexes. Like, instead of getting a level 2 hex and a level 6 hex and a level 8 hex for you to choose, you get predetermined abilities as per the archetype that are kind of all thematic within each other, but they're not individual options you can choose.
1: As with every archetype we go over, we ask, is what we're gaining better than what we're losing or comparable to what we're losing. And so since we're, sometimes you're just losing like a couple hexes, usually it'll be, I think it'll be pretty good. That's my prediction before even looking at it, that they'll be pr- pretty comparable.
0: So the first archetype we have here is the Animist. Uh, the Animist class is based around the idea that everything has a spirit, including... Like, ailments and emotions, and you talk to the ailments and get them away from your teammates. It's a very strange idea.
1: So you've taken, like, the Native American idea that there's the spirit of the forest and there's the spirit in that tree, and now you've kind of combined it with a televangelist. Like, the spirit of the flu be gone, and the name oh. of the shaman, and the name oh. of the shaman.
0: <laughs> Start Everyone. convulsing on the ground. <laughs> so level one. Uh, Instead of getting your normal spirit magic spells based on the spirit you select, you get a preset list of spells. These include speak with animals, skin send. That doesn't seem very... That's a weird one to pick. What is skin send? You literally... Your skin goes off your body and you send it somewhere else. And you sit there without your skin controlling your body. There's
1: literally a monster that's that. It's called the... um... (laughs) You're
0: the monster now. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? It looks like a green orc. Not at all. Regardless, there's a monster, it's just the skin.
0: And now you're terrifying too. Uh, In the
1: spirit of bad fashion. Leave you! <laughs> leave you! I do not need to see that checker color pants ever again. <laughs> uh,
0: you get to speak with plants, that that's fitting. Malfunction, dream, speak with stone, control construct, trap the soul and soul bind. Interesting. Uh Control Construct, 7th level spell, is actually a pretty good one. Yeah, and I think that's really fitting. You can like control the spirit of the Construct, even yeah. though Constructs don't have spirits.
1: <laughs> now they do. Yeah, because you're the animus.
0: They don't have souls, but they have spirits. Oh! So that's fine. That, that spirit, replacing spirit magic with another list, no problem with that. At level 2, this is where you get your main thing. You can try to convince spirits of negative conditions to go away with a diplomacy check. <laughs> so you want to be good at diplomacy with... Uh, Animus, because you're basically a televangelist. Gotcha. And you gotta convince people to send you money. (laughs) I can can do this, but the base cost
1: for these (laughs) items, I do not, I repeat, I do not have a shoe materials. I need that money (laughs) to pay for these. uh, These components are too dang expensive. They are too dang high! (laughs) What does that mean? These components are too dang high! (laughs) Send me your money now. P.O. (laughs) Um,
0: This replaces your level 2 hex. You can use it a number of times per day, equal to one half your level plus your Wisdom modifier, and every condition has its own DC. Like, the easy conditions have, like, a DC 15, like, uh, maybe Sickened and stuff, and then other conditions have a DC 20, and other conditions have a DC 25, and then, like, Curse and, like, Stunned and stuff like that have a DC 30. Ouch. As you level up, though, you start getting, reaching the point where, like, you don't have to make a check for some of them. Like, the DC-15s, you don't have to make a check. The DC-20s, you don't have to make a check anymore. It
1: might be worth it to get that feat that gives you a bonus to um, diplomacy, and when you get to 10, it gives you even more of a bonus to it.
0: Skill-focused diplomacy, yeah. or a, the one that gives you plus two, and uh, another one plus two. So, uh, at level 8, as a four-round action, you can touch an ally and try to cast out any form of possession. The entity possessing them has to make a will-saving and if they fail, they're just cast out. So like the
1: televangelists, I'm touching you yeah. and say,
0: spirit be gone, and if it doesn't work, if like it succeeds,
1: it's will-saving, it'd be like, you did not have enough faith, Christian! <laughs> you did not have a faith to cast out the curse
0: of blindness. If I give you more money, will I get more faith? Yes, absolutely, 100%. <laughs> this simply replaces your level 8 hex, and I think it operates a lot like a hex. Uh, you can use it on one person a day. At level 10, you lose your level 10 hex again. We're losing a bunch of hexes. But once per day, you can cast Magic Jar. Uh, if you don't know, Magic Jar is a really weird spell where, like, you got this jar, and you target an enemy. Their soul goes into the jar, and then your soul goes into their body, and then your body just sits there doing nothing. Then you basically you possess them, and you control them.
1: It's a very unique and one of the only real ways to be able to, like control another character and manipulate them in the middle of a battle like in a lot of video games you can like possess somebody or manipulate like in final fantasy 7 i'm glad that it's at least in the game
0: right but in this case when you use it as your once per day ability your familiar is the jar that the enemy's soul goes into and the familiar can move around and act like normal normally the jar would be inanimate uh the the enemy has no control over your familiar your familiar can just walk around as usual Uh, And you can use this an additional uh, time per day for every four levels after 10. At level 12, you can activate this ability to have ghost touch for a number of rounds per day equal to your shaman level. While this is active, ethereal creatures, uh, you treat them as incorporeal. So you can see ethereal creatures, you can interact with them with ghost touch as if they were incorporeal instead of ethereal. This replaces your level 12 hex. So we're basically replacing all the hex- normal Hexes you get. I think you still get Wandering Hexes, but we're replacing all the Hexes.
1: Everyone gets down on him. He's like, he's just a money grubber. Look at all these tricks he's doing. But when a real ghost comes by, all of a sudden, who do they come
0: to? <laughs> and guess what? There's a fee, and it just went up. At level 18, uh, you lose level 18 Hex. But you can cast the spell Etherealness once per day. This is like Ethereal Jaunt. You all basically enter the ethereal plane, but it's communal. You can use it amongst your allies as well. And that's a level 9 spell, so you're getting a level 9 spell as a spell-like ability, essentially. At level 20, you don't get the capstone based on your spirit. Instead, you can ethereal jaunt at will. And once per day, you can cast astral projection as a spell-like ability.
1: So, my question to you is, are the things this is giving you
0: comparable or better than the things you're losing? They're, I mean, they're pretty good. You're losing hexes, and you're losing hexes when you can choose grand hexes. So, I mean, I think a lot of them are pretty powerful. I think the Ghost Touch one's really powerful. Um, being able to see and affect ethereal creatures isn't a really common thing a lot of people can do, and you can just decide to do it when you want.
1: I like the support flavor of this. You can help your allies by getting rid of those you know, evil spirits. And also, there are some level 20 manifestations that we weren't super excited about. Right. If you're not picking one of the elemental ones, which we agreed were good, this replaces those bad ones with a good one. I like this. Ethereal jaunt is pretty cool. Even at 20, you fight a lot of things that can get past
0: it. There's also a lot of things that can't. Right. But it's at will, though. Anytime you want you can be like, oh, let me pass Like right. The physical world is a thing Do you. can be like, let me pass through this wall. Oh, is me... the
1: physical world still a problem for <laughs> you? <laughs>
0: Give me a moment. This is when, like, the televangelist hits, like, his final form, and he... (laughs) (laughs) he, Frieza? My final form. I mean, I I like it. I don't see a problem with it if you think you're going to be fighting a lot of incorporeal things, and you like the flavor, and you don't want to bother... Like, maybe you just don't want to bother looking through all the hexes and picking them out. This picks the hexes for you. Right. Because the shaman's got a lot of stuff to pick. You got your hexes, you got your wandering hexes, you got your wandering spirits, yada, yada. This is like, oh, here, let me pick half the stuff for you.
1: Let's talk about the Possessed Shaman.
0: The Possessed Shaman is kind of like a skill monkey version of the shaman. Instead of manifesting magic from your spirits, you manifest skills from your spirits. At level 1, you pick two skills that share an ability score. To use it as an example, swim and climb both use strength, so you could pick swim and climb. From that point on, you always treat swim and climb as having the max amount of ranks in them they can have. So they would always have a number of ranks in them equal to your shaman level. And you don't actually have to spend points in them. And now they use your wisdom modifier instead of the, your strength modifier. This replaces spirit magic. So you don't get the bonus spell slot per day. You don't get the bonus spells. But you can pick two skills and be really good at them. Really good at them because you're a caster that uses wisdom.
1: So say I have two points in a swim, bringing it to plus two. And then I use this thing. Do those two points help at all or are
0: those just irrelevant? Well, you wouldn't put points in it. Like, this, you make the choice at level 1, so you wouldn't actually put points in it. They just have a number of ranks in them equal to your shaman level at all times.
1: Okay, gotcha.
0: If they're class skills, you get the normal plus 3 to them, but if they're not class skills, you don't get it. Of course, you can always take a trait to make it a class skill or something like that. Right. At level 2, you get the ability Crowded Vessel. If you fail a saving throw against a charm or a compulsion effect... At the end of your next turn, you can make an additional will-saving throw, and if you succeed at it, you treat it as if you had made the original one. Okay. Uh, this replaces your level 2 Hex.
1: This, this can be powerful because there's different feats. I think we talked about strong comeback before where if you can reroll, you get a bonus. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I think rerolls are powerful. They definitely are. And you have a high wisdom and you have a high will save. So you're really good at will saves. So this really helps you when, like, you roll really low on a charm effect because it's bound to happen eventually. Especially charm effects. Yeah. Those are nasty. Them be nasty. (laughs) So then you get another effect to be like, okay, let's see if I don't roll, like, poop this time.
1: (laughs) Hey, and then if I have another shaman to fail a second time, you can cast
0: out the evil spirit (laughs) of charm on me. At level 6, instead of getting Wandering... Oh no,
1: the spirit's too charming. Now I'm charmed by it. (laughs) It's so attractive. Everything it says makes sense. I'm not supposed to vaccinate my children.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cure light wounds causes autism. (laughs) (laughs) Don't heal your children. (laughs) At level 6, instead of getting Wandering Hex, you get Wandering Skill. Every day, when when you prepare your spells and you pick your Wandering Spirit, you also pick a Wandering Skill, and that acts just like the skills we talked about before. You pick a skill, it gets a number of ranks equal to your Shaman level in it, and it now uses your Wisdom modifier instead of whatever modifier it usually does. So that's like, if you're going to happen to need to steal stuff, the Shaman could be like, oh, let me dwell upon the spirits and find out how to pick locks. (laughs) All of my ancestors just happened to be thieves. (laughs) Every single one of them. Or, like, if you need a particular knowledge skill that day, you know you're going to be, like, wandering in, like, the swamps or something. You'd be like, let me take knowledge geography or let me take survival to help my team out.
1: I like that. I like the idea of, like, almost like you can just see a spirit standing there. And he's, like, somebody who used to live in the swamps. And you ask him, hey... What's this area like? And then you can, you know, that can be the flavor of for you knowing what the area is like.
0: And the spirit silently points behind you and you look and there's a snake in the tree and you're like, thanks, spirit. <laughs>
1: you shoot him a two-finger gun. <laughs> he shoots it back to you. That's all there is
0: for the possessed shaman. You just get... What's
1: this? The snake was a spirit too? Hey, snake, how you doing? So
0: cool. I love the swamp. I'm staying here forever. <laughs> so that, that's all there is for possessed shaman. Uh, it's a pretty simple one. You just get more skill checks instead of more spells. Is it worth it? I really like the flavor, but I want to say no because spells are better than skill checks. You know, you don't need the climb skill when you can fly. <laughs>
1: this is true. You
0: don't need the disabled device skill when you can ethereal jaunt through the wall, right? the door. But like I said, I like it. Um, I think if you plan on hitting, like, levels 10+, plus, I wouldn't really consider this one because there's a lot of spells that overcome most skill checks. But if you're going to be staying, like, level 8 and under, I think this is great. I like it. Okay, I agree. The next archetype is a not very interesting one. It's called Speaker for the Past. You just get the either time revelation or ancestor revelation from Oracle, and then there's just a bunch of compromises as to how you do that.
1: Much, do you want to be an oracle, but not?
0: Do you want to be an oracle that uses wisdom instead of charisma?
1: Okay, here you go. Yeah.
0: Fine. We'll make something for you. <laughs> but real quick, at level one, you get linguistics, knowledge history, knowledge local, perception, and use magic device as class skills. Actually, a lot of them are really good class skills. Perception and use magic device, particularly, are really good class skills. And
1: mm-hmm. personally, I, I always,
0: actually, almost all my
1: characters, I always bump linguistics as max as I can to get a ton of languages.
0: And you always want to put, like, at least one point point use Magic Device, so if you come across a wand, you would be like, let me at least try. <laughs> <laughs> I could roll that 20. <laughs> you also add uh, the spells from the Ancestor and the Time Oracle Mysteries to your uh, class spell list. So you now have your Shaman Spell List is kind of small. You add all the spells from those uh, Mysteries to your spell list. This replaces Familiar, so you never get a Familiar. You never get anything related to the Familiar, So you know, like,
1: the huge flavor of the shaman.
0: Yeah, you just know. You're kind of like an oracle. They don't have familiars, why would you? You're an (laughs) oracle now. Stop complaining. You don't get Wandering Spirits and Wandering Hexes. At level 4, at level 6, at level 12, at level 14, and at level 20, you can select a revelation from either the Ancestor or Time Mystery. Your shaman level counts as your oracle level, and anything that uses your charisma modifier now uses your wisdom modifier. And that's it. That's the archetype.
1: So, why is ancestor or time mysteries so good that they would take them from the oracle and put it in here? What I don't think this? it's not
0: that they're necessarily so good, but I think it might be mysteries or spirits that they don't otherwise have access to. I think is there an is there an ancestor spirit? No, there's a nature. So they don't have access to a time spirit, so if you really wanted one, you could you take this. They do have ancestor, access to an ancestor spirit. I don't know exactly how different they are. I don't think it's necessarily that they're good, but they were just going for the flavor of speaker for the past. Like, they ancestors are from the past, and time can technically be from the past. I really, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it's not one that grabs me, like, wow, I really want to do this. It's like, if I had this really, really specific idea of a character, this might fulfill it. Okay. Like, this isn't one this is, I would generally take. Like, if I had a really strong build idea where I was like, oh, I want this revelation, and I want this spirit, and I think they'll interact in a cool way, that's when I would pick this. All right. Or if I just don't want a familiar, I'm like, eh, let's not deal with that. Let, let right. me. I don't want to pick my wandering hexes and wandering spirits. Let's just get stuff that I can use normally. But I still like the other abilities of the shaman. I like picking gotcha, a spirit. Gotcha. I like the spirit abilities, things like that. All right. So about the next one, the
1: Spirit Warden of Totemic Might. Every other level, Mm. you get a new totem, and you put it (laughs) on. Christian's head just, like, went down. He's just like, no, he's doing it again. It's not coming back (laughs) up. (laughs) It's not happening right now. I'm willing. It's Spirit of Totems. Go away. You failed your will, save Christian.
0: (laughs) That's a stronger identity for this archetype than what is actually there. This is like you kind of It's actually called a Spirit Warden. Yeah. You, you you don't like undead is kind of the thing, or as Christian wrote in our notes, quote unquote, you don't like undead, I guess? Question mark. <laughs> Maybe oh, dear. Oh. It's a strange small archetype that replaces very little. So at level one, you don't get diplomacy or handle animals class skills. Instead, you get intimidate as a class skill, and you get a plus one bonus on attempts to demoralize people. You also so ag- I
1: lose plus eight worth. I lose actually plus three worth of stats. Huh? Stouts. well I'd get plus 4 on diplomacy if I put a point in them and a plus 4 on a handle animal instead one of them is replaced with the intimidate plus 4 the classical I'm talking about mm-hmm. and then the plus 1 demoralized temps That's still like plus 3 out there in the ether that never got used
0: <laughs> yeah I mean you could look at it like that if you're like I'm never going to diplomacy or handle animal anyway okay So, like other archetypes we have seen, the Spirit Warden replaces his spirit magic list from his spirit with a preset list of spells. In this case, it is Detect Undead, Command Undead, Halt Undead, Death Ward, Possess Object, Undead to Death, Ethereal Jaunt, Control Undead, and Foresight.
1: This guy is very necromantic in flavor.
0: Right, Let's see if its abilities reflect that. level 2, instead of getting your level 2 hex, you can channel positive energy like a cleric, but only to hurt undead. You cannot heal the living. You have to hurt undead. Gotcha. Just like a cleric, this uses charisma. So now you have a second stat to worry about. Other than wisdom, you need charisma for this to be effective. Okay. At level 10, you get a plus 4 bonus on saving throws against death effects and negative levels. This replaces your level 10 hex. That's it. So it's not like a necromancer, more of like
1: a guy that's very specifically against Undead. Right. Like he is the holy paladin of cleansing, except that he's a shaman.
0: Which is why like he doesn't have, for instance, Animate Undead on his spell list. Gotcha, gotcha. I don't know, I think this is kind of...
1: Undead to death. Could they really not figure out a better name?
0: Undead to death? Re-dead. Super dead. Dead again.
1: Deader than before. <laughs>
0: dead unawakening. <laughs> Dead Dead McDead Pants. <laughs> dead Red Redemption.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that that's it. Um, I don't like... That's it. it.
1: That's the end of the jokes. That's all we had. That's just the end of the now. jokes.
0: It's the end of the archetype. That's all there is. I don't... I don't like it. I... You can just pick spells. Prepare spells that you can do this with. You can... Cool if you're going against a lot of undead in your campaign. Like, even channel-pausing energy to hurt undead? I almost never do that. It's like the healing's really useful because it's all your allies and like you have this communal health pool effectively but against undead like they can will save to reduce it by half so there's like right off the bat probably like half a a half of them or a few of them are not even going to take full damage when they do take full damage it's 1d6 per two levels which you know fireball is 1d6 every level and that's not one-shotting anyone it's just doing good damage. Now, this does half the damage of a fireball.
1: Right. But, you know, you don't only have fireball prepared. A lot of your spells and things only hit one person. This, at least, you can affect a group of people. It's situational. Fireball hits a group? What? I'm saying yeah, but you don't have your fullest. You don't, everything's not fireball. You have more than just fireball oh, prepared yeah, yeah. for the day. And what if you go get something that has fire resistance on dead, right? You, you, if you're in the middle of a crypt, you use this, and you can clear out a bunch of lo- and super low-level skeletons.
0: You do have to be in the middle, because it's a 30-foot range. So you have to be really close to use this.
1: I think it's okay and situational.
0: I, I guess the big thing would be at later levels, if it's like Cleric, I think the type of action to channel goes down to like a move action at some point. I'm not 100% sure. I forget about that. But anyway, very simple archetype. If you want to hate on undead real hard, pick it. <laughs> and you don't like... I
1: dislike you very much so.
0: And if you don't like uh, your level 2 and level 10 hexes, yeah, cool. The next one is the unsworn shaman, which we aren't really going to talk about the specifics because all the unsworn shaman is is that he is not sworn to one spirit. When you pick your original spirit, you are not bound to it and every day you can change it. Everything else is just shifted around to compensate for that. Gotcha. You don't
1: really lose anything.
0: Right. You you kinda eventually might like lose progression on something. But you eventually get most everything just at a slower progression to compensate for the fact that any day you can be like, oh, we're going into the ice tomb, frost spirit. We're gotcha. going to the fire plane, fire spirit.
1: We <laughs> just do this little thing where like, and now you're better. And now you're better. Undead <laughs> be gone.
0: All right, so the next archetype is the visionary. This is a divination-based archetype. Show notes Quote. Quote. <laughs> I envision this to be
1: a subpar divination archetype, unquote. I'm very witty when I'm by myself. (laughs) (laughs) When no one else is around to appreciate me, I'm the best. You guys just don't
0: know it. Uh. Uh, This is is really weird. They don't list you getting this until level 4 and it makes no sense because like the other archetypes, you have a specific list of spirit magic that you get in replace of your regular spirit magic. But it's listed as you getting it at level 4, and you have spirit magic from level 1, so do you, do you do you use your spirits spirit magic until level 4, and then you're like, oh, let me switch on to this new list now. I think this is some sort of weird typo, kind of didn't get checked thing. Right. Thanks, Paizo. <laughs> at level 4 slash 1, we don't know. The visionary adds the following spells to the spell list she can use with spirit magic. Oh, adds to it, so maybe this is in addition to the regular ones. Hello. Eh. See alignment, see invisibility, clairvoyance, detect scrying, prying eyes, they're watching you.
1: <laughs> Who's watching?
0: Legend lore, vision, moment of prescience. Is that how you pronounce that? I don't know. Let's hope so.
1: It looks like pre-science. Moment <laughs> of introduction to algebra. <laughs> and foresight. So another, take. I could do some foresight, you know what I'm saying? Well, I could use that spell, right, Christian? Right? You know what I'm saying, Christian? No. Chris, Christian, you know what I'm saying? I don't have right?
0: foresight into this joke. <laughs> I'm, el- I'm physically elbowing him right now. It, it hurts a little. We need to be in a video
1: podcast. <laughs> people don't get our physical humor. We're so good and funny. If only people knew. If only they knew how funny if we were. If only they had the we foresight to know. Oh. I'm still not seeing it. We, we hear that? That's the sound of us losing five subscribers right now. <laughs> Five people just unsubscribed.
0: Also, at level four, the visionary gets Diviner's Delving as a bonus feat. You ignore the prerequisites. That doesn't really. You would need spell Focus divination to get it, which is not a great spell focus to take because there's not any saving throws with divination spells for the most <laughs> part. Um something like when you're scryed on, don't you have a. True, yeah, throw yeah. To yeah. Make? But that's like at level five. That's when you get level five spells and stuff. Okay. So they'll. Diviner's Delving states that you get a plus two bonus on castor level checks with divination spells to overcome spell resistance that impedes divination. I will
1: find that dragon. Spell resistance or not.
0: My players did that once. It was kind of funny. <laughs> we'll, we'll have a story after, I guess. <laughs> Look forward to that, guys. When using a divination spell that requires a concentration check... Oh, that requires... Excuse me. When you use a divination spell that requires concentration, like detect magic, you concentrate for one round, concentrate for two rounds, concentrate for three rounds. Now I have the information I want. Um, you get information one round sooner than normal. And that's all my feat says. So, neat feat. Uh, anyone could technically do that, but you get it for free. So, eh. This replaces Wandering Spirit, though. Oh, excuse me. There's also another ability you get, in that it's called Detect Expertise. And you can use a spell like Detect Magic to discern the spellcasting capabilities of your target. This is like Meta... Det- detect Meta spellcasting. That's really cool. Like, it tells you if they're a wizard and they have schools, it tells you what schools they have. If they're a sorcerer and they have bloodlines, it tells you what bloodlines they have. If you're they're an arcanist and, I don't know, they got a pool of med. it tells you they're an arcanist and they have um, exploits.
1: This is really cool because... Like, again, think about fantasy games. There's this is always in a fantasy game where you can detect, oh, your enemy's level seven and he has these things, and he has as much HP, but no one ever uses it because, well, I could just kill him quicker and it doesn't matter what he has. Why waste a turn doing this? But in Pathfinder, you've got more than just battles, which a lasts longer. So if you want to spend around doing that, depending on the battle, it won't be super bad. And outside of battle, right? Right. You're with this guy. He seems like nothing. You're like, let me see. It. Guys, he is like a level 20 caster, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like fire, so we need to get either some anti-fire stuff or go away. I, I, I really I, like it. It's very interesting, very flavorful, and very unique. I can't think
0: of anything else that's kind of like that. Definitely unique. I think they're the only people that can do this. I personally, I actually don't like this because it's really metagame Like, I never really considered the classes as actual constructs in-game, and, like, for instance, if I make an oracle, I might just use his abilities to... Con- like, if I make an NPC that slay an oracle, I might say his abilities rep- are represented by something else than the Pathfinder Mythos says. Mm. So, But this is saying that, look, well, no, you have to tell them it has revelations. I'm like, well, the revelations are kind of represented in a different way mm. because I made the NPC a certain type. Like, it, it kind of shoehorns everyone to, like, you are one thing and one thing only.
1: The way I handle that is the same way I handle, like, when I give somebody a new magic weapon, I'm like, I tell... I tell them the flavor of, you know, you pick up the sword and it feels, I don't know, it feels, you feel, you feel purified when you pick it up. And, I'm like, and then I say, out of game, you now have a plus one holy great sword. True, yeah. You yeah. still got to tell them it's a plus one holy great sword. So you can flavor your oracle person whenever you want. And then when they use that, you say, you, know, you can tell them, like, you feel this, yada, yada, yada flavor. And then you have to tell them they're a level 10 oracle. They have
0: Well, I don't think it's their level, but it would be like, yeah, they have revelations. they've got revelations
1: and, and all that. You just gotta. I think it's a matter of flavoring it right. Flavoring it right. You gotta flavor it right. All right. Are you flavoring right today? You gotta flay it just right. <laughs> let's flave, guys. Uh, and now let's welcome our special guest, Flavor Flay. Yeah, he, it's a big clock he got
0: there. Yeah, he apparently likes tabletops. <laughs> <laughs> Little did you know. And listens to our podcast. Thanks for thanks for listening, Flay. <laughs> thanks, Flavor Flay. <laughs> thanks, Flavor Flay. <laughs>
1: There's our new. That's it. That's our new running gag. The kick Picker's out of the window. No more of him. Now it's thanks, flavorfully.
0: Fl- <laughs> at level 6, uh, they get a bunch of buffs to Divination spells like Scry and such. Augury and Divination have a the max success rate they can possibly have, which is 90%. Usually at that level, it would be about 76%. Uh, you, <laughs> they state this as a bonus. Scrying can be prepare, prepared as a 4th level spell. If you never played Shaman before, you'd be like... That's pretty cool. Normally it's a fifth level spell. It, it's a fourth level spell for shaman. I don't know why they spell this out.
1: Not another typo.
0: I, I feel like this is another thing that was like, oh, forgot about it. Thanks, Paizo.
1: Have they eroded this book yet?
0: They did, and I don't think that was part of it. You, you can prepare scrying as a fourth level spell, which isn't a cool thing. Um, but you can cast it with only a one minute cast time as compared to one hour. And whenever you cast a divination spell through scrying, like, you can try and detect magic at people through a scrying spell or detect alignment or something like that. Instead of having only a 5% chance per level of working, you have a 10% chance uh, per level of that working. So eventually that goes up to 100% at level 10.
1: And this is level 6, so you start off at 60. Yeah.
0: So that's that's way better than, you know, 30% chance. Right, you said it would be level
1: 20 to get 100%, now you can do it level 10. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. This replaces the wandering hex you would get at 6 level. At level 12, you get Wandering Spirit back, which you lost at level 4 for your Diviner, for your Detect Expertise stuff, but is at a slower progression. And this replaces Greater and True Wandering Spirit. So you, you eventually get some of the abilities of your Wandering Spirit, but not at the full progression as usual. So you're giving that up in order to be better at the divination.
1: All right. I, uh,. While that, that's some interesting things that definitely I don't think anyone else can do this the percent chance success, I'm not super cool about it. Kind of I'd rather have the stuff it's
0: replacing. Yeah, and I after playing a wizard that focused on divination, I found that I personally don't like it a lot. A lot of the divination spells are like never be surprised, make the DM tell you everything he's planning on doing kind right. of thing, Ru- like
1: ruin the game, ruin the fun of the game.
0: Just one of them, Arcane Eye. Anywhere you see you make an invisible sensor. That's an eye, and you can see through the eye, and for the next 10 minutes, it can just float around, and wherever you want it to go, and it will look and stuff, and it can squeeze through little holes, so it's like, oh, look, somewhere we have to go inside. A castle, a dungeon, a cave, let me arcane eye, and right. scout everything. Divination spells tend to do that sometimes, so you have to be careful with this. But, I mean, if you want to be a diviner, go for it. It's a bunch of divining stuff, it's a lot of very unique divining stuff, and no one else really gets the some of these abilities.
1: I've ever since I really got into Pathfinder, wanted to be a witch doctor. There is, there's like a witch doctor thing with a scarred mask. You want to be orcs or whatever. You want to be
0: one mana two one that restores two health to target.
1: Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I wanted to be. Uh, What's the witch doctor? There's another one that has a witch doctor template. Um, There's a witch that has you could become the witch doctor. There's another class that has like this mask you wear and you have like scars on the mask and stuff, and it's kind of witch doctor themed a little bit. But nothing's really gotten the real true flavor of a witch doctor. And I see here the next one's called Witch Doctor. Can I finally make my Dr. Facilier from The Princess and the Frog? Can I finally do it? No.
0: No, you can't. (laughs)
1: a little too happy to tell me that question. Yeah, I know. You were a little too happy
0: to break my heart. You do the voodoo with the witch doctor archetype, but in a good way. You're a helpful kind of witch doctor. You're like a really positive, oh, helpful every, witch doctor. The way
1: everyone thinks about them. Yeah. Mm.
0: So, level one, you can't be evil. To have this archetype, you cannot oh. be of evil alignment, so there goes your plan. Well, look,
1: from level one, <laughs> I know that I don't want it. <laughs> I've never seen something so quickly tell me it's going to disappoint me. <laughs> Except for when I got married, folks. Oh! I'm joking. I love her 10 out of 10, would marry her again. Best thing ever happened to me.
0: Yeah, this invokes the, the... witch doctor invokes a certain image, but this is like, you're actually a healer. You are a backwood shaman-y kind of healer person. You can't be evil. At level 4, you can channel positive energy like a cleric of your level minus 3. So at level 4, you channel as a level 1 cleric. Oh, so in other words, useless. No, because you can heal people with this one. Caleb's unimpressed. It it, uses, it does use a charisma modifier, though, so now you need wisdom for casting and you need charisma for channeling. Caleb's unimpressed. Uh, this replaces your level 4 hex and your level 12 hex, so you lose 2 hexes just to get uh, cleric positive energy, minus 3. At level 8, you lose your level 8 hex. Instead, you get a kind of hex-like ability. You can spontaneously cast a spell magic or remove curse on your allies by sacrificing a spirit magic spell of level 3 or higher. Both of those are level 3 spells. Great, thrilling, exciting, really happy. If, wow, Caleb, but what if you get cursed? (laughs) Boom. If you happen to cast a, if you sacrifice a spell slot that's level 4 or higher, you get a plus 2 on your dispel check. Ooh, yay. It's not everything can cater to your idea of witch doctors don't no
1: no, it's just that this entire this entire this entire class has been disappointing. There are no totems, my bears are out the window, and finally, a witch doctor nope, it's just been getting me excited to watch me get sad. This class gets off on disappointing me. <laughs> But no, go on. Tell us what happens at level ten, Christian. Level I'm so thrilled. This is going to redeem the whole archetype.
0: You can counter spells like a hex, kind of. You get a
1: counter The most fun mechanic. <laughs> I, th- I can't even get it out. It's just so just so sad inside. I have to laugh. I laugh that way. You don't see the tears.
0: <laughs> so uh, you need to ready an action to counter a spell, and then you make. A check of 1d20 plus your shaman level versus 11 plus the spell's caster level. If you succeed, you you'd counter the spell. And you didn't need to sacrifice anything. You could do it to one person. You do it to one individual person like everyone wants. Like a hex. You know what? You could just sit there counterspelling every single encounter.
1: I am going to take an archetype. I'm going to take the... Uh, I'm going to pick the Animist one. I'm going to cast the spirit of disappointment out of all of these archetypes <laughs> and of this entire class.
0: Yeah, none of these are like, I really want to pick that. They're just kind of like, here's some really niche stuff that you might eventually use one day. I just feel like the Shaman doesn't have a very strong cohesive theme in general, and the archetypes kind of reflect that. I wasn't like, they didn't have like, for instance, the Bard had like the strong theme of being a music person, and the archetypes are like, well, we'll manifest that in different ways. Like, you can be a scaldish kind of piratey one, or you can be like a geisha, which is kind of like the same thing, but different. This is like, well, we didn't have a strong idea for the shaman in the first place, so here's some other random stuff that doesn't also have a cohesive theme. <laughs> Let's take this non-cohesive theme and muddy it up even more. Yeah, I just...
1: Let's let's get to our builds.
0: Yeah, we. I mean, it's still possible to make a shaman. It's just that you you can do anything, so it's kind of difficult to do anything. Let me tell you how unexcited I was to make the shaman
1: until until well oh, oh I found something. We've been hating on this thing the whole time, but I found something. No, I no no no. Question. Listen, have I found sprinkles to put on my turd pop? <laughs> I'm a little more excited, <laughs> but it's still a turd pop. Okay, all right. <laughs>
0: Pies have actually printed a turd pop in their books. Yes, it's one of the most expensive gear items. All right, here we go. Listen to this. You ready for this? Oh, it's gear. Okay. All right. I'm not ready. No.
1: Can I say no? You can say no, but it's coming at you anyway. (laughs) I am a 6th level shaman. Okay. Lord of all the elements. No, no, no. Lord of the totem. No, I'm just a 6th level shaman. Get over it. Uh, I picked half HP just to get an uh, an average uh, 46 hit points altogether. Because if we look at my abilities... I have um, I've got uh, a high wisdom for spells, and then a high dex for you know so I can get my touch attack off. And then con is what gave me that plus two per level. I got a fourteen con. All right, everything else is ten because I am afraid of negative scores. They scare me. Make me run away. Go home. (laughs) All right, my class is I'm uh, Asimar. How do you say that? Your race Asimir. Yeah, sorry, my race is Asimir. It's hard to say Asimir. As Asimir. Don't, rate, know, don't, don't pre- trust me. Pretend there's a Z in there. Uh, my race is Azamir. Uh, just because I thought... It, it. First off, I had a bonus to Wisdom and Charisma. I don't care about the Charisma, but I wanted the Wisdom. I thought it would be a good class. There's some cool feats that I plan on getting later. If we'll go over to those feats. Uh, angelic Blood kind of leads me into... A couple other cool things I can get. Uh, later
0: like, on as an ASMR. Like right. Wings and stuff, I think. Yep,
1: yep. Uh, and I can get... The whole idea is like I'm a light kind of celestial kind of person. So I have like a daylight spell. There's a feat that lets me change that up. I'll get that later. But the, the feats I have gotten now, being only level 6, is angelic blood, weapon finesse. That way I can use my dex modifier on my melee touch attacks. Mm-hmm. So now that I get plus 7 to my melee and range touch attacks and have 20 points in strength. And then I got celestial servant, which makes my familiar... Uh, becomes celestial and we'll get into that more a little bit it gets Ooh, a celestial neat. template okay. Okay. Uh, as well as every, it doesn't lose everything else it had it just also gets a celestial template uh, weapons and armor I got just like a thirsting blade which is this cool blade that you dip in the blood of your enemies and it's like mm, this is great do it again this <laughs> is kind of the idea you yeah, have a shaman kind of got that ritual stuff kind of going on a little bit of the witch doctor theme armor stupid breastplate nothing special I didn't get any magic items or all that here's where things get a little crazy. Let's go over to Shaman and see what the special things I have for Shaman, right? I get all my spells I didn't pick because I can pick them every day. I got the nature domain. Caleb, why'd you get the nature domain? I'm glad you asked. Was I
0: supposed to ask that? day? I missed my cue? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Caleb, why'd you get the nature domain?
1: I'm glad you asked, Christian. Companion animal. The shaman spirit animal takes the form of an animal companion of her choice. Bear, mother trucker! Guess who just got a bear? Guess who just got a bear?
0: You know, you, you did you read? I'm, I'm going to check back eventually and see if you read the nature spirit for the original shaman. You could have known about this earlier. It might even mean Maybe I was like... No, no, no.
1: Because what we did is when we went over each of the uh, shamans, each, each of the shamans, each of the spirits. Mm-hmm. We just kind of went mm-hmm. general idea of what it right. was. We didn't actually look at how it manifests on the creature. And then the level 20. Mm, okay, okay. Well, we didn't look at this. I got myself
0: a bear. I got myself a bear. Why does it only have 23 hit points?
1: Uh, Because uh, the hero lab that we have here can't put a bear in. You have to manually add everything. Oh, okay. It hasn't implemented that yet. So I can only choose still the normal companion. But uh, it's, is it
0: like a companion, uh, companion like full level druid? Uh, let me read it for you. Using her shaman level as her effective druid level, so yes. Okay, so your spirit animal is like a full strength it's animal, a full bear, and my bear celestial,
1: <laughs> and it gets all the cool other things that you're familiar gets from this thing, which it's like a it looks more feral, and it gets like a. So this thing is a nasty bear with all them <laughs> spikes on it. Son, son, the shaman just kind of redeemed itself. So, bam! I got my bear. You don't even know the rest of it. That's all I need. I got the bear. I got the the bones wandering spirit. Um, and then, for my hexes, I picked feral speech, so I can speak to animals because I figured, you know I kind of like the flavor of the shaman being Native American flavor, you know talk to spirits, talk to the animals, uh, things like that. Uh, not that Native Americans actually talk to animals, but uh, and then I got uh, healing just so I can get some healing, heal my bear because now I can do buff my buff my creature with all my spells and stuff, mm-hmm. and hexes buff him or debuff other things, and then I can heal him now, so he 's really my main damage dealer. And then fearful gaze, which to make things shaken, just kind of help out my bear and help out my allies. That's my that's my idea here. Not super special with all the stuff, but guess what? I got a bear now, and that's all that
0: matters. You finally did it, Caleb. I did. <laughs> I
1: did it. I finally did it. I showed you, Paizo.
0: It's a, it's a very. Like, again, shaman doesn't have, like, a cohesive theme, so it's just, like, you kind of you cast spells and you have an animal, and that's kind of your shtick.
1: Right. So I actually gave myself a theme by making the Asimir, picking a lot of things and planning to pick for a lot of things. So I'm kind of a celestial person. So I gave it my own theme, kind of, like, you know, the celestial and all that stuff. So it's kind of, the original idea was, like, I have a spirit animal. So I kind of gave it the celestial flavor and then the idea that I can talk to animals and stuff. And so nature and celestial were, like, my two themes. Okay. Kind of put it together. I like it. To make what I thought this class should have been. <laughs> I fixed your stuff with the stuff you gave me, Paizo. You're welcome, Paizo. Hire Thank me at it. any time. So, so what's about?
0: your lame non-bear shaman It doesn't have a bear? <laughs> All right, so um, I just wanted to make a necromancer-themed shaman. That was my thing. I was like, let me pick the bone spirit, see what I can do in terms of necromancy as a shaman. So I picked the dwarf race. There's a couple reasons that I... I originally just picked it because I had a Wisdom bonus and a Con bonus, and I was like, hey, I like that. And there's But there's some reasons why Dwarf ended up actually being a very good selection for me for stuff I ended up choosing. Uh, currently, the Shaman is level 8. It's a Dwarf Shaman. As its favored class bonus, it gets plus one-fourth uh, AC to their Spirit Animal. So my Spirit Animal has plus two to its AC at the moment. Not great, but... You know, just wanted to have a little bit of resistance. For my ability scores, Wisdom is by far the highest. It is currently sitting at 21. Nice. Uh, You're level 8, right? Yes. Uh, Khan is sitting at 16. Strength is sitting at 14. Intelligence, 12. Uh, Dex is just 10, not a very fast person. And Charisma is (gasps) 9. How dare you? Dwarves start with an 8. So that's that's one higher. I forgive you. I don't mind negatives myself. I think they can add to characters.
1: I know they can. It's just I, I just something about it bothers me. I, I completely understand that. We talked about this in the character creation. Weaknesses can make a character
0: as much as the strengths can. Right. For my spirit, I, like I said, I picked the bone spirit because I wanted to be necromancy-themed. And you uh, didn't want an awesome bear. <laughs> Yeah, my um, my uh, Arcane Familiar ended up being an owl, I oh, picked. My guy's going to wreck
1: yours. He's coming to eat him for breakfast.
0: He'll fly away.
1: <laughs> I'm Celestial. I'll figure out how to make my bear. I'll have a flying bear someday. I'll figure it out. I'm sure I have a spell I can. I can cast fly on him or something. This bear just-
0: While well, you're casting the spell, I'll all be flying away. I got that whole turn to get away from you.
1: Picture this bear who has no clue what flying is all about, just, like, running his little legs in the air as he, like, kind of spins slowly, flips, it's like, there's no clue what's going on. My owl's just like, no. I'm get him, get him. It's like doggy paddling in the air.
0: We should have... It would be really fun if we had PvP with these characters at the end of the podcast. Everyone just listen to us. Okay, I hit you. I deal with it. Make a little see. Listen,
1: I do an actual play stuff happens people like it
0: (laughs) so for my wandering spirit i tend to choose battle because the idea is that i'm going to summon undead i'm going to animate undead and have them follow me around and then i can also buff them not all the buffs are conferable because undead can't benefit from morale bonuses but a couple of them are and plus
1: you might be able to talk with your gm Exactly. Allow
0: Maybe I'll get an item that lets me do it. Maybe he'll just say, "Yeah, just go for it."
1: Yeah. Why does he sound like that? Wow, Christians. Um, <laughs> uh,
0: I guess I'm the worst GM ever. Uh, my name's
1: Melvin. <laughs> What's wrong with Melvin? We just Melvin was a subscriber. We just lost Melvin. Melvin, I want you back. I like you, and I think you're the best. Is Gary Gygax's
0: older brother's name was Melvin? I don't know who that is. Gary Gygax. Yeah. Made Dungeons and Dragons. Psh. I knew that. Actually, was a big jerk of a GM because he believed in GM versus player. But anyway, <laughs> um, but so thanks
1: so, for thanks for the, setting the I, foundation of our our hobby. Thanks, Gary. <laughs> uh, so Gary the, Busey. <gasps> I wish Gary Busey was the guy that made D anD D. Oh,
0: if I if Gary Busey DM'd. Oh my goodness! That'd be so weird, guys. If we ever become famous, F flavor
1: flavor flavor. That was that's that's the old generation. We're already done with it. <laughs> that past meme
0: him. is over. God, that was yesterday. That's
1: so thirty minutes ago. <laughs> now it's all about Gary Busey. One day when we become so popular that we're at like conventions and we're doing live plays, it was like whoa. And acquisitions incorporated is like at our feet because we're so big. Then we're gonna we're gonna invite and have Gary Busey over. So, anyway. I have, <laughs> For all the people who don't
0: know Gary Busey, they're like,
1: who is this guy? It's not funny. <laughs> they're
0: looking at Gary Busey and they're like, I don't get it. <laughs> He's great, guys. He's great. Lethal weapon. Great. So, I got the bones and battle spirits. Talk to me about your shop. I'm trying. <laughs> <Christian>. <laughs> uh, the hexes I choose, uh, bone lock. I can make someone stagger because their bones lock up. That's fun. Um, I have fury plus three. Which means all my allies get a bonus on attack rolls near me. Uh, I have Misfortune. I just like Misfortune. Uh, I have Battle Ward, which is it gives you an AC buff. And then every time you get attacked, it diminishes by one. So that's one of the ones, since it's a hex, I can use it on one each creature every day once. So I can go over to one of my zombies and be like, Battle Ward. Then I can go over to my other zombie and be like, Battle Ward. He's doing and then... that
1: thing again he's like, and now you're better. And now you're better.
0: <laughs> I like to gesticate. I'm Italian. <laughs> And then I have the Flight Hex, which is great in of itself, but we'll see why that's even better for me. All my spells I pick are of the Necromancy type. Like, I got a lot of save or suck spells.
1: Animate dead, I see.
0: Blindness, deafness, I got poison and spit venom. I'm doing a lot of nasty stuff to people. But I'm also trying to buff my allies. So with my Battle Hexes, I'm trying to buff my allies and help them with, like, the Barkskin spell. I'm going to buff their AC, yada yada. Then we're gonna get onto my feats. I chose spell focus. As necro- you
1: rub your hands together <laughs> menacingly,
0: I chose spell focus necromancy. I chose Verizian tattoo necromancy, where my caster level for necromancy goes up plus one. I have an extra hexer shaman, which is why I have four hexes or five or whatever I had. I also took a feat called Bloat Mage Initiate. My character's kind of gross, so. <laughs> A bloat mage is kind of like what they sound like. They use blood, and they kind of blow it up, and they're fat, and they're gross, and they use magic in that way.
1: Let's Uh, go through the benefit. Go ahead and read that to
0: us. I pick one school of magic I possess with the spell focus feat, in this case, Necromancy. And I cast spells at another plus one caster level. So I'm sitting here at a plus two caster level to all of my Necromancy spells. But this comes at a price. My increased girth leaves me constantly under the effects of a medium load. But wait, I am a dwarf. So F that load. <laughs> I am never under, the, I, my speed is not affected by being under the encumbrance of a medium load. Uh, my, which leaves my, uh, it would leave my max bonus to armor class from dexterity at a plus three, but I don't have dexterity, so I don't have to worry about that. So take that! Uh, and I have an armor check penalty of minus three. Which I'm not really worried about because I fly everywhere. I'm a (laughs) witch. I have the flight hex. I'm just going to fly around. Oh, no, I
1: can only move 20 feet. Oh, no, now I'm flying, and I can move faster than everyone else.
0: (laughs) So I'm like this kind of gross, raggedy dwarf, and then I start flying around and casting spells. It's like, ew, no, could you please stop? Don't do that.
1: (laughs) I see why you got into necromancy.
0: Uh, For a weapon, I did choose a long spear, and he does have 14 strength, so... 1d8 plus 4 damage, respectable, not great, but because I get 1.5 plus my damage, it's a plus 1 long spear, I can stab people when I want to, and I do buff myself with the battle stuff, I can get in with my zombies and flank with them if needed, so I I do, like, the idea is that I'm buffing everyone, and I can kind of get into combat if I'm not doing save or suck spells. Currently, the only magic item I have is a headband inspired wisdom. Plus two, so that's very basic, very standard. I didn't do any... I didn't put anything else very special on this character. It's like
1: 4,000 gold. At level eight, you have way more than that.
0: Yeah. Like, I don't have plus one armor or anything like that, you know? So then that's it. It's just a necromancer theme. I like it. That's really...
1: You really gave a good theme to this. You really did. Everything's very cohesive to that theme.
0: I could switch out my Wandering Spirit. I'm probably going to keep Battle most of the time just because I feel like it fits the best. But if we really needed it, I'd be like, all right, I'll pick the wind one, guys. Mm -hmm. Whatever.
1: No, it's cool. It doesn't have a bear,
0: but it's cool. Like, there's there's no super special gimmick. There's nothing that like it revolves around just like in general necromancy. Why'd you pick an owl? I don't think for any particular reason. I, just because I have my zombies to fight for me, so I don't need like a combat ready familiar. And this thing can fly around. The owl's name is apparently called Gary Busey the Third now. That's hmm. because your character's name's Gary Busey the <laughs> Second. When did you? <laughs> That's what you were typing. <laughs> oh my goodness! And let me check. I think owls they they give you something. Oh, that's why I picked owl. Um, owls give you a plus three bonus on perception checks,
1: sight-based perception checks
0: in uh, shadowy environments. So
1: and how, how very specific to sight-based only and only when in shadows.
0: Hey, it's perception. Shut your mouth. <laughs> and again, like <laughs> sorry, I sorry, bro, bro, sorry. <laughs> I have the familiars. I have, I have my zombies doing combat for me, so this, he's more for utility. He can fly around. He's stealthy. He can sneak in places, scout it out for me. So I have, and I also have a lot of spell-like abilities. I'm not going over them, but, you know, stuff. Necromancy.
1: Nice. I like it. Well, that is our extra credit, showing you two example builds and all the archetypes of the shaman.
0: Like, we were hating on the shaman a little bit. Like, building it wasn't that bad. There's just, like, such a breadth of options that, like, you really gotta dig through it. Yeah. I honestly don't think I would make a shaman if I didn't have Hero Lab, just because it's such a pain. Yeah. Like, I gotta switch out my spirit, my wandering spirit, every day. So that means I have to erase... All my magic, my spirit magic spells, I have to erase all the spirit abilities that it gives me, and then I have to find a new one, and then i got to write them back all down on my character sheet. It would be a complete pain.
1: Honestly, I'm not a big fan of the witch or the oracle, so it's not a surprise that the com- combination doesn't um, throw me. And
0: like I said, like I just feel like, Those both are just such flavorful classes, but then they made something that's kind of like a carbon copy of them. Mm -hmm. So now by proxy of having something else that does what they do, they're less unique in their own right, and this class doesn't feel as unique to me.
1: And they have Witch Doctor, but it's not a real Witch Doctor. That's disappointing. But hey, I got my bear, so
0: I can't complain too much. And if I wanted to do Necromancy, I would. I would totally do this. I, I, I would play this character. All right so that was the shaman extra credit thank you for staying and class is dismissed
1: Pathfinder Academy is part of the Trailblazer Network visit our site for other grade Pathfinder podcasts I've been Nicholas Labord. thanks for listening